What's up, guys? It's Bradley with the Insurance Guys Podcast. Hey, look, recently I actually got two more days out of my month. If you know me and you know how tight my schedule is, me getting two more days is huge. And I'm going to tell you how I did that. I did that with CoverDesk. Guys, this is not a testimonial, even though they are a sponsor. It's not a testimonial. It's not a made-up story. This is a real-life story. Me as a new agency owner, obviously, my business organization chart, I fill 80% of the seats, right? Well, one of the things that I do because I wanted to make sure that my people get paid right is I reconcile all my commission statements for all my carriers. And literally, guys, when it comes around payroll time, it takes two whole days for me to reconcile for the agency and reconcile for my agents. And I recently trained my cover desk virtual assistant on how to reconcile the agency commissions for my management system, which I'll say is not a popular management system. It's a newer management system. And I was able to train her how to do that. Literally, guys and gals, it bought me two extra days in the month. I could get two more days of production, get two more days with my family. Think about what you could get from two days. That's what this service from CoverDesk has provided me. Give CoverDesk a call or head over to www.coverdesk.com. Thanks. Insurance agents from around the world, welcome to the Insurance Guys Podcast. My name is Scott Howell, your fearless host and leader, insurance agency owner and insurance evangelist for I Protect Insurance and Financial Services, based out of Huntsville, Alabama. And before we get started on today's episode, please help me welcome, he is a six foot three sophomore from Sarah Land, Alabama, parade first team All-American rivals, five-star recruit. He is a fantastic insurance agent and a great American. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together and welcome the incomparable Mr. Bradley Flowers. How are you, Bradley? So I want everybody to know Mm. that I texted Scott yesterday morning at 6.48 a.m. and said, any way you can podcast tomorrow at 3 o'clock. And he says, with who? Which is his way of saying, I can't. And I said, the CEO of Openly. And he said, do it, yes. (laughs) That is true. Folks, we are blessed and humbled to have somebody on this show today that I am very interested in talking with. And I think that all of you should stop what you're doing. All 250,000 insurance agents, because some of the things we're going to talk about today are going to perk your ears up a lot. But before we do that, Bradley Flowers, you and I have something to talk about for a second. Now, four weeks ago, I was down in Key West, Florida, and Bradley and I were texting each other back and forth on a group message. And I came up with the idea that we needed to have a sales contest. Now, folks, I've been through a lot of sales contests in the insurance industry, and I've never seen a carrier get it right. They always want to lump everybody in to the same bucket in the sales contest. So obviously the agent that's got 25 stormtroopers out there selling insurance every day always wins every time. It's like Charlie Brown kicking the football. Oh, guess who won our sales contest again this month? Wow. Not that's you. <laughs> yeah, not you, Scott. Not you. Go sit down. So I told Bradley, I said, Let's, you know, Bradley, I said, we've got a lot of the same agencies. And a lot of the same kind of people. I said, let's go mono e mono for the heavyweight title of the world. Your personal lines agent versus my personal lines agent. Your commercial agent versus my commercial agent. And see who's going to come out on top for the month of March. We're about, what, nine nine days into that right now. And I think where are y'all at right now? Uh, let me think. Uh, 45, somewhere in that range. Let me see where we are. Bradley, I have a proposition. We're just gonna we're just gonna show our cards here right on yeah, the air. Let's pull our pants down right here. On I there. am at fifty four five seventy nine. Mm, okay, 
So, Bradley, I have a proposition for you, and I'm going to sweeten the pot. So, for 157 episodes of the largest podcast in the insurance industry, I have been telling people that anybody can fake the funk for 30, 60, 90 days. But at about 90 days, whether it's a boyfriend or a girlfriend, or whether it's a salesperson, they're going to let their freak flag fly, and you're going to see them for who they are. And as you know, Bradley, anybody can have one good month, and anybody can have one bad month. That We used to say when I played golf, every squirrel can find an acorn. Absolutely. But you know what you can't do? You can't have a bad month or a great month three months in a row. So here's my proposition to you, Bradley. We take the same four producers. We continue down the road to the national championship to see who has the best personal lines and the best commercial. But instead of doing it for one month, we do it for three consecutive months, March, April, and May. And that way, ain't nobody going to be able to say, oh, well, I just had a bad month or I had a great month or whatever. And here's what I'm going to do to sweeten By nobody, you mean Clint Orr? Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. So here's what I'm going to do to sweeten the pot, Bradley. In addition to cash and prizes for the winning team, I am going to buy a real honest-to-goodness, not a fake, not a whatever. I am buying a real heavyweight championship belt to give to the two winners. Okay. Okay. How about that? Sounds great. I'm excited. I'm three, Let's go. Three, I'll send, three months. I'll send an email out in a second. Ladies and Especially gentlemen. we're winning right now. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, you are here today for one reason and one reason only, and that is to move the ball one step forward to greatness. I am excited and I am humbled to have our guest on today because I know he can help you do that. So without further ado, I want to give him the introduction that he has always deserved. He resides in Charleston, South Carolina. He is married to the beautiful Yana, and they have two beautiful babies. He is a graduate of both Duke and MIT. He's done research at the Brookings Institute and taught economics and statistics at both MIT and Northeastern. He has spent 12 years rising to the role of executive vice president and chief product officer at Liberty Mutual. And today, he is currently serving as both the founder and CEO of Openly, the next generation personal lines insurer designed exclusively for and by independent agents. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my profound honor today to introduce to you first time guest on the Insurance Guys podcast, Mr. Ty Harris. How are you, Ty? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. That was, I don't know if that's the intro I deserve, but I will welcome it. That was awesome. Thank you. First and foremost, Ty, I have been studying you like the Discovery Channel studies meerkats. And I told Bradley on a phone call 30 minutes ago, I said, man, I like everything this guy said. Every piece of content I look at, everything he says, I'm like, somebody has finally figured it out where you create more of an insure tech type platform, but then you utilize independent agents to help you grow and expand and get bigger and stronger and faster. And I just want to commend you for the work you've done. And we'll get into openly in a second, but just getting that thing to where it is today. I can't say enough good things. Well, thank you. It's always helpful when you're doing something that you feel like is the right business opportunity, but you also believe that it's how you would advise the product you'd advise your relatives to buy. And so that's those two things line up in the case of openly. It makes us feel really good. 
so let me ask you, let me start out with some questions I have because I don't want to assume that the 250,000 independent and captive agents that are listening to this understand exactly what openly is. I know Bradley does. I know I do. But explain to these guys, first and foremost, what is openly and how it can potentially be a game changer in their personal lines agency. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So openly is a uh, new technology enabled insurance provider. Um, we, you know, under the hood, we're, we're using an MGA model and there's some complications, but effectively for an independent agent, you would see us as another carrier that you would offer alongside your other carriers. Our initial product and segment focus is somewhat of an upmarket homeowners product. So single family homeowners, we actually range from about 200,000 up to $3 million homes. It's a very, it's a luxurious product that really does fit well with people who value coverage and simplifies the coverage. It is this homeowner's product to begin with that will all expand over time. So over time, we you know expect to expand into other products, which are sort of adjacent to the, the home, et cetera. And the reason, the, well, the other thing to know about Openly is we're offering this great product specifically through the independent agent channel. So as you alluded to, the goal is not at all to sell this direct to consumers. We, we see a lot of economic and consumer benefit in distributing this amazing product that we built through uh, independent agents. So as an agent, independent agent, you could come get appointed to sell openly. You would sometimes sell openly to customers where the product and the price makes sense. And in other cases, you would sell some other carrier to those customers. Well, and to add to that, agents that are listening to this, this is not us just talking to another carrier. And I'm going to prove that and I've said this for a while, but I got a DM this morning, Ty, from Dan Gable, who's an agent that I don't know. We've chatted some online and he sent me a message and said, Bradley, I know you've mentioned several times. You think a lot of openly. I'm curious what makes you think so highly of them. I'm located in Illinois. So I'm thinking about trying to get on the ground floor with them. I said, hey, Dan, I said, there's a lot of good things I can say about them, especially their policy, guaranteed replacement costs, coverage for Airbnbs, et cetera. I said, but in short, and I've said this, the listeners on the podcast, I think have heard me say this. It's a matter of time before one of these insure tech carriers comes along and gets it right and becomes the next travelers, the next Liberty, the next nationwide, the next auto owners. It's going to happen. Like there's no doubt it's going to happen. And I said this to Dan, I think openly has as good of a shot to do that as anybody based on just trends that I've seen in the industry in the last 10 years compared to what you guys are doing. So um, this is not just another carrier CEO that we're interviewing. This is something that I think every agent listening to this captive or independent needs to pay attention to. I appreciate that. And we are, um, we are very much of a technology company and an insurance company. And if you look at, you know, we were backed by some of the leading VCs, you know, technology VCs, including uh, Google's Gradient Fund, sort of our very early backers that's continued to invest. So it's the coming together of the technology world where, you know, there is a lot of investment in insure tech, but we also have, you know, I think a lot of industry veterans on the insurance side who have enabled us to approach it in a little bit different way from some of the other insure techs who are out there. In particular, the utilization of this channel, of, you know, this, this being the right way to go to market with a great product. But yeah, I'm happy to talk more about the thesis we, we, we have and or the, the product features and what we think makes it great, but however you'd like to. Hey, Ty, I got a question for you. Yeah. You come up with this product openly. And at some level, and all I am is a conduit to all these agents that are listening to this right now, because they speak through me. And one of the things I've always wondered about you as I researched you, as you're going through this process to get openly off the ground floor, 
What was the big difference maker or why did you decide to kind of snuggle up to the independent agency channel rather than take the approach of we're going to go against you. We're going to, we're going to do this on our own and we're going to sell this. We're not going to, what was the reasoning behind that as you kind of moved forward with it? Yeah. Well, so I think if you, if you back up and look at what's happened in a lot of other industries and a lot of the companies that have are, are called kind of technology companies today, what you'll see is this model of take an industry that has historically been intermediated in somewhat intermediated in some way, instead of doing that, build a brand, go direct to consumer, cut out costs. And in some industries there, there is arguably benefit to doing that, but I think insurance is different. And the reasons that that same play doesn't necessarily work as well in insurance to me is pretty simple on the business side the cost to attract a customer in insurance is very high. And, you know, over the last 20 years, you've seen this move toward huge spending on TV advertising, but whether you do it through TV advertising or or Google AdWords, or it doesn't matter what it is, it's going to be very high. And the problem you run into taking insurance direct to consumer is by the nature of insurance, no one product is is likely to be the right fit for like 100% of consumers. And so you pay all this money to get a consumer to come to you and to, you know, to quote on your website and lo and behold, you know, they're not, it's not the right product. They're not an underwriting fit. It's not the right price. You're not competitive. And so they go away. And so that's, that's just fundamentally economically what you face. You pay this acquisition cost. You usually don't monetize it with one product and one price point. And, but, so you see a lot of these, you know, monoline direct insure techs out there trying to do that. And you're just going to run up against a brick wall. So with Openly, we said, hey, economically, the better way to monetize what we think is an amazing product and experience is to take this to a channel where economically, we're sort of, from our perspective, we're splitting the acquisition costs with the other carriers in the agent's office. And you know, so therefore, you know, an agent might convert 50% of their homeowner quotes, but they're not going to convert them with any one carrier. And so you're able to effectively split that. And that's from the business side, from the consumer side, it also makes sense because you know, I tell my, my parents, ask me how to shop for home insurance. I don't say, well, go you know, to 25 different websites and put in the same information over and over and over and over again. I say, talk to one person who can then shop you with multiple carriers. That's just the efficient way to do it, right? You, whether you care about price or coverage, it doesn't matter. That's right. the better way to shop. And so better for the consumer, better economics, it's, it's the way to go. Unless you have a billion or two billion to spend per year on branding, in which case maybe I, you uh, go the other Well, way. and the, right. the thing is, I, I equate that to direct-to-consumer similar to the captive model. And I was having a conversation with someone at a carrier at a captive company that also tells through independence. They told me, they said, you know, we're firmly committed to the independent channel. And I said, let me guess why. And the person I talked to said, okay, guess why? And I said, because when I go down the street to XYZ carrier agent that only has one product and it's your product, nothing against exclusive agents, they're going to do what they can to fit me with their product. But if I go to an independent agent and I don't fit with your product, they're going to put me with another carrier who I fit with. They're not going to put me with your product nine times out of 10. So what that's going to equal for you guys is lower loss ratios, higher retention because it's a better fit. And it's the same conversation. You know, I'm a big proponent of Tarmica, the rating platform. Hey, Ty, I've got a question for you right now. Yeah. Well, until Bradley comes back on. And this is something that's really going to perk the ears of most of these independent agents that are listening to this right now. Explain to everybody that's listening to this how your 
commissions are structured? Because again, in terms of innovation, I feel like Openly is probably the most innovative carrier platform that I have run across. And just the way that your commissions are structured also is something these guys all need to know about. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. And a huge part of what we do is build these amazing models that make next generation decisions around pricing and enable us to offer next generation simplified coverage and and eligibility. But we consider we, we are really innovating across all aspects of the the value stack within this. And we find all kinds of opportunities. And commission is, I think, an example of that. And so the way our commission works, we have what I'd call a competitive new and renewal baseline commission that every agent gets on every customer. We also have, there's a kind of a profit sharing component for people who build up a, a good size book with a decent loss ratio, which is I think it's innovative the way it's executed, but it's, you know, kind of kind of normal. But there's a third component, which I think is less normal, which is bonus commission that an agent can receive at new business, depending on our perceived lifetime value of that customer. And mm. we factor into that, you know, the loss propensity and how we feel like we're priced for that segment. We factor in the retention we expect from that customer and just, you know, other things you would expect. And it's a sophisticated model under the scenes, you know, ML driven model, but with the way it surfaces and that the agent sees it is every policy has zero hearts, one heart up to five hearts beside it. And each of those, and at least as applicable or as allowed by regulation will reflect a, a, an extra new business commission bonus on that policy. So we're sort of investing with the agent on taking the bet that there's going to be lifetime value in future renewals from this customer and, and paying the agent upfront a bit for that bet. So I think that's, I think the way we've executed, it feels innovative to us and um, we're, we're seeing some really strong results. So what is the baseline commission? If I write a policy with openly a homeowner's policy, what is that base commission before we get into our hearts? <laughs> yeah, it varies a little bit by area of the country. And we, we try to sort of, we try to be competitive, but it's in general, you're looking at something in the 14, 14 range yeah, that's, uh, for the baseline that's, commission. That's kind of what I was thinking, which a lot of these agents, if you heard what he just said, basically you've got, depending on where you live around a 14, 14 commission structure, but then the system is going to determine the quality of that client, the longevity of that client. And you could be seeing two, three, four, five more points in commission. And I'll tell you something else that does too, is it kind of tells you as an agency owner, what type of business you're writing long, you know, long-term as you go through that process. What are you guys looking at? Well, before I get to auto insurance, which I don't want to get there yet, how did you make the determination as to which states openly would perform in to start with because I am in a very unflattering position, Ty. I've got agents in Tennessee calling me and going, we are writing openly insurance every day, all day long. That's what we do. I am located, Ty, listen to me. I'm located like 10 miles from the Tennessee state line in Huntsville, Alabama. And so I am cannot wait until the day that I can say that we can start openly, you know, writing openly insurance. Yeah. Well, we look forward to being able to serve a much greater percentage of the country. I, you know, I'll just clarify too on your, your last comment. I got it, it can actually go up to 10 points of additional new business wow. commission. I got to get that wow. out there. So you could conceivably make, you know, 24, 14 right. uh, for, for high lifetime value customers. So, but your question about states. Yeah. So currently we're in uh, eight states and they are heavily kind of Midwestern leaning, you know, down to Tennessee and Kentucky 
Illinois, Arizona, we're up in PA, but it's not heavily on the coast on either coast yet. So we're in eight states right now. End of this year, we expect to be in 20, 25 states. And then in 2022, we would be taking that really effectively countrywide. And the way we determined the initial states was, you know, one, we have reinsurers who are behind this as a, a new venture a couple of years ago. And part of the, the value proposition to them was to say, look, we're going to create a well-diversified, spread out book of business. So we're not going to go right $100 million in Miami Beach on day one. And so we, you need to build up trust on, on that side of the partnership as well to make sure that they're comfortable with what they're seeing. And I can say what they're seeing is really good. We have really strong underwriting results, really strong diversification of the book, really strong retention. So all the symbols, all the signs that make them feel good about it. But so part of it was that. Part of it was honestly, we didn't want to kid ourselves. So we, we knew that if we went to a state that was a really troubled market where existing carriers was pulling out right and left, that we could probably write a whole bunch of business, but that didn't prove the model was actually going to work and be sustainable long-term. That would just prove that we could write business no one else wanted. So what we said was we're going to pick states where the industry has had a decent record of profitability, where other carriers actually do want business. And we're going to go and we're going to select the best customers. We're going to win the best agents and we're still going to beat them there. And if we can do that, then we always know we can go to this right business that other people don't want once we get to that point. And we feel the confidence in our models to extend to those areas. But it's probably regulation as well, right? I mean, it's, it's a regular, it's a state-by-state game for us where products got to get approved in every state. Some states take three weeks and some states stay three years to approve your product. Can I tell you a secret? I'm probably going to regret saying this on the air because I know my competitors are listening to this. I got my Tennessee license just so I could get appointed with Openly. I have one carrier in Tennessee. It's Openly. And that's so when Openly comes to Alabama, we're already locked and loaded and ready to go. Hey, Bradley, I didn't want to have to tell you this, but Ty called me last week and he said, you know, you're so far north, uh, almost into Tennessee, and Bradley's really more of a coastal agency. So we're going to give you the first contract with Openly and probably That's okay. the next 12 months. That's okay. That's okay. I'm, te- I'm teasing you, by the way. Hey, Ty, I got a question. I'm a big fan, in case anybody can't tell. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome to hear. And that's exactly, it's funny. The um, Yeah, some of these markets, you know, we, we're in there as a um, – the way our product fits in, it, it has coverage that I would put toe-to-toe in many ways with like a, a Chubb or a Pure, one of the truly stratospheric carriers, but we do tend to write a little below that and we tend to do very well in the kind of high six-figure home range. It's really taught us a lot about the demand for that from agents for great carriers for that market segment, you know, to be able to write a million dollar home in, you know, 12 seconds or at least to get a bindable yeah. quote is just something that there's been a lot of hunger for. And especially in Tennessee, I mean, around the greater Nashville area in particular, but other areas of the state as well. It's just what's been the biggest surprise to you guys starting this journey? How easy it was to take market share. Depends on when you start the clock on the journey, to be honest. It, it, you know, we, we launched finally selling in late 2019. And one of the first surprises was we started, we founded the company two years before that. So it took us two years to get from like these senior people from industry and seemed like a great team to actually get to market, which I guess it wasn't, I don't know if it was surprising, but it, it was painful. I mean, it was, it was a slog to get there. Having launched, I think what's been, what's been surprising to me, we, we knew we were going to have this amazing technology. It allows a bindable quote in like 10 seconds, three questions. And like, you know, we really knew that was going to be the value prop, but actually so many of the agent like reviews that we get are, they, they, I guess they take that as, as table stakes, but they're actually about like our service team. And they say, Hey, when we 
chat with you through your portal or we, you know, text you or call you, you actually respond in, you know, 30 seconds or a minute or whatever, instead of a day. And you give us sensical answers when we have a, a question about underwriting or something, which is very much a human element, right? We're a technology insurance company, but the differentiation of just having a less nonsense on the human side has really, has really resonated as well. Here's the thing, man, is like, we all talk about, like, everybody wants to talk about customer experience. So they want to throw the sexy tools out there that they all use, which are all great and enhance the customer experience, right? But all customer experience is, is taking care of your customer, hearing them out when they have an issue and making it easy for them to do business with you. If you can start with those three things, put the customer first. The reason Amazon is kicking everybody's ass right now is because they're starting with the way their customer wants to do business and working their way backwards. Yes, I could not agree more. There's so many companies in insurance in particular that are, <laughs> it's, it's hard to fix the core stuff, right? You're like actually calling someone back and giving them the status of their claim. That's hard you know, to coordinate and, and to be reasonable when, you know, when, when someone calls you and to answer a difficult underwriting question quickly. That's actually, that's hard. And so people will nip around the fringes and say, well, instead of doing all that stuff, we're going to offer this, you know, kind of bell and whistle type deductible reward program, whatever it is, you know, which, which is great, but it's not, I, our, our attitude is first get the core stuff really good. <laughs> People don't want to spend a lot of time dealing with their insurance. They want a good price. They don't want gotchas in their product. They want like a you know, less nonsense in the purchase experience. Get that stuff right before you try and branch out and do a bunch of bells and whistles. It's been our, our approach. And it's the reason why companies like State Farm, to give them credit, have done so well is because they really take care of their customers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Ty, I have more questions. I have questions from agents. Here's the first question from an agent for you. When does Openly or does Openly ever plan to integrate with a comp rater and provide Ivan's downloads? About six months ago and one month ago. No, we, uh, no, we, uh, we, so we are, excellent question, to, exactly to the point of meeting our customers and our constituents on their terms. It is critically important to us that we not force people through some process, which isn't what they're used to. So on that lines, we are planning to be on all the major comparators. We're on, we've been on easy links for a while. So we are on easy links. Okay. Um, and we are, I think Vertifor is, is next in our immediate pipeline because of some of the geography we have, but we'll, we'll be on three or four additional comparators over time with a big push on the second half of this year for that. And with Ivan's downloads, we have launched most Ivan's downloads functionality very recently. I know we, we were slowly, we've been slowly rolling that out to agencies. We, we were in beta test, but that is happening right now. Now there are some additional Ivan's functionalities, which don't come with that very initial integration that we're working on feverishly right now. So, you know, this is something that's happening right now um, by the end of this. If you don't have it already, you'll have, it, have, it, have that very soon. Right. Can I give you a suggestion on that? Please. If, and I know it typically doesn't come with the first iteration of the Ivan's download. If you don't download commissions, it's not worth it. Yeah. There's a carrier right now we deal with that they have no plan of, of ever downloading commissions. I'm like, you shouldn't have done it. I know it typically doesn't come in the beginning, but as long as that's on the roadmap, I think that's super beneficial to independent agencies. Totally get it. We've, we've totally heard that. And we, that is in the coming very soon. So that's, um, we know that that's critical. And my wife used to actually run an independent agency. My co-founder of the company ran an independent agency. So totally aware of how hard it is to keep track of 12 or whatever different carriers with the sticky notes and the different spreadsheets. And so we get it. We're prioritizing that. 
on the subject of Raiders, you know, more talking to the audience and, and everybody here is the point I was making when my internet decided to graciously drop out a second ago is, you know, I had a conversation with a carrier on the commercial side. I was trying to convince them to get on a comparative Raider. And they said, well, we don't want to be on a comparative Raider because at that point, it's just a race to the bottom. We don't want it to become a price war. I totally understand that. If you're appointing the kind of agents that it's a race to the bottom every single time, you're appointing the wrong kind of agents. Yeah. And the good independent agents I know, the good independent agents Scott know, the good independent agents Ty knows, the, the agents we talk to on this podcast, the agents that listen to this podcast, is price is a factor in every single transaction. But we are going to put the piece of business with the carrier that is most likely to be the best fit for that carrier and that customer. And I think taking that information, carriers that are listening to this, you're not looking to be on some of these raiders. There's going to be a day where it might be game over. Yeah. That's Especially if you're selling a simple product like a homeowner's product or a bop. Right. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm fired up today. I love it. I love it. Well, when the, fired the, up. The, the cool thing about our integration with comp raiders too, I would say, is that we pretty much guarantee that our the price we display is the bindable price. We've ordered everything. We've sorted through all the different data, et cetera. And so when you click over, you're going to see exactly that price in our software and you can you can adjust, which is... I know not everyone can make quite that guarantee. And, and for us in particular, one of the key features of our product is that you don't choose cover J in most of our states. There's a couple of states. I, I, was just, I was just about to ask you about that. Talk to our audience because they're going to be like, huh? Tell them about the fact that you're not choosing cover J. I'd love for you to talk about that. Yeah. And this one I, I like because it kind of hits the trifecta of it's a better experience, it's better coverage, and it's more accurate pricing. And if you get all three of those, it's great. So what will you... Instead of having, you know, in a traditional sale, you would you, you need to cut, choose a cover J and the mortgage company says, no, it needs to be higher. And the customer says, no, it needs to be lower. And the agents, you know, doesn't know where to go. And there's a risk that they're underinsured or they're overpaying. You never know. With us, you don't even have that discussion. You, cover J, everyone has a, effectively a $5 million cover J limit. So we have guaranteed replacement costs on the main structure up to $5 million on every single house that we write. And behind the scenes, we are, of course, running our own models our proprietary replacement cost models and using those as an input to price the house. But actually we're using other features too. So you could have a you know, million dollar house with like 28 bathrooms and a old roof or a you know, million dollar house with three bathrooms and a new roof. They're very different. So we, we price the house by its constituents, not by its, by, by putting less weight, I would say on the overall rebuild cost of the home and more weight on the vulnerability of the home. But in any case, what that allows us to do is have this guarantee replacement. So there's not the back and forth at time of sale. There's less of a gotcha waiting for the customer in the case that they chose wrong. And it's actually more accurate. We can demonstrate that it's more accurate than having the subjective choice driven by, in some cases, the customer, in some cases, the agent, in some cases, the mortgage company, in some cases, some software that you know no one understands. Wow. And that's resonating well, I will say. We, we can't do that in every single state. There are some states because they have legislation that forces the choice, um, which we regret. But uh, in most of our states, we're able to do what I just said. Ty, how, how, what are we looking at? If I work it openly and I'm your right-hand man, I walk in and I hand you a report that shows growth month over month from 2019 until today. What is your average monthly growth in homeowners percentage of homeowners premium you guys are getting yeah well i mean it's it's very high right now we we, we, we launched in, <laughs> we launched in q4 of 2019 yeah and, it's you know, pretty so high it's pretty high we're looking at i'll just give you we're, we're looking at well roughly 5x our monthly sales this year we expect we'll again probably 5x in uh 2022 and this is not like you know make it this is based on 
extrapolating right. trends that we, we think we can continue. So we're looking at really rapid growth and we're excited. So, I'm going to ask a question you're probably not going to like, but what's your long-term plan? Long-term plan. Well, we see no reason that we, we can't become literally the leading provider of preferred personalized insurance through independent agents. And I think the way to do that is to take, it's not, that's not going to be something that happens in five years, right? That's a, the way right. insurance works. That takes a while. But what does that mean? It means certainly, you know, more products. So we want to, you know, when we roll out our auto product, which will likely be in 2023, I wish it was sooner, but we need to focus on the home right now. It will be beautiful. It will be seamlessly integrated. The auto, the umbrella, the home, the other peripheral toys and whatnot products. It won't be like these disjoint systems. It'll be beautifully seamlessly integrated cross underwritten where you're taking into account the data about all the people and all the vehicles and everything in the household to get to the best, fastest price. It'll be, you know, rapidly underwritten, just like the homeowners. And so we're going to take the same philosophy of like use data that's out there, use amazing models, hide all the complication from the customer and the agent, and then put it into this nice format where the agent can spend their time tailoring coverage as opposed to spending their time entering underwriting data. So we'll take that same approach to multiple products over time. But we want to be, you know, countrywide in a, a, eventually a large number of agencies. We need to be somewhat selective and careful at first. um, But as our models improve, we'll continue to really expand. And all you agents in Illinois and Ohio that are used to these blue-blooded carriers that have been there for 850 years that are reaching out to me and are nervous because Openly's new, if you wait... There may be a day where you can't get access to them. I know Ty doesn't want to say that, but you need to be on the ball. This is a carrier that you need to be a part of. Hey, Ty, you said you're in how many states right now? Right now we're in eight states. Can you give our listeners, because we have listeners in every state in the country. So could you tell them what states you are in? So maybe one of them will be out. Okay. Currently we are in Illinois, Arizona, Tennessee, Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Ohio, Wisconsin, Indiana, we are really close to launching in Massachusetts, New Mexico, South Carolina. I think Georgia is up after that. And um, that gets us, we'll likely be in, like I said, about 20 to 25 states into this year. And we're going as fast as we can to even accelerate and then to do the rest in early 2022. Is that the hardest part of this whole thing, dealing with each state's insurance department? To get- there's, a, there's a lot of hardest parts, to be honest, but yeah. um, it is it is probably the number one limiter of our growth. Why are, why are we not 20 Xing this year, but instead only 5Xing? It's largely because of the nature of state regulation. Yeah. Hey, you've raised funding. I know you've had two rounds, Series A and Series B. Seed. Yeah, we did a, we've done several rounds, but yeah, we did a seed round, a Series A, Series B. It's been a lot of success on that front. Are any plans of going public at some point? You no, know, it's, it's, it's too early to know what will be like the kind of the long run steady state funding of openly. You certainly see that happening in, in InsureTech right now. You see, you know, Lemonade and Root and Metromile and now Hippo is, you know, I, but it's just too early for me to guess where our long-term fundraising would land. But that's certainly, that's a reasonable possibility when you look at how other insurance companies operate. Yeah. Do, you, do you not look at Lemonade and Root though and think, and then you look at the numbers and I'm not, you don't have to answer this because you may not want to, but and you see the actual profit margins or the, their actual numbers and you're like, how in the hell does that make any sense? You've got a 4,200% loss ratio, but yet your stock is performing. You know, it just doesn't, I mean, I know there's economics to it because that, that's the whole tech thing, right? You know, there was something that came out about root insurance this week. Did you see that, Scott? No, I haven't I haven't seen that. Yeah, I mean, look, what I'd say is I, I find it really exciting that the world 
sees the opportunity in revolutionized insurance through technology. I see no sign that as a whole, incumbents will be able to adjust quickly enough to like somehow stamp that out. So that's really exciting. You got this money funding in to support this initiative and it's great to see that. We're taking a little bit different approach. And I, you know, I, I think I believe strongly in our approach. I think our approach to distributing an amazing, if you have an amazing product, you know, don't, well, anyway, I, I like our, our <laughs> be careful, but I, I really like our approach to how we're distributing the product. I really like our metrics. When you look at our underwriting results, we, you know, we have 90, over 90% retention. We have a loss ratio in the down where a, a seasoned successful incumbent would be even this early in our journey. We have very manageable unit economics. So I like the sustainability of the company. I like our NPS. We have great net promoter score from both from agents, but also from customers post-claim. So all the signs that tell me, hey, this is not just going to like go away in two years. And, and you know, this is going to actually be a sustainable thing that we can keep building. Those are all there for us for, as, as I see it. Hey, I'll tell you what I like. I could tell based on some things I saw and just read about you and some of the comments that you were making. There was some pretty out-of-the-box thinking that went on relative to the behind the scenes, how we come up with these homeowner rates too, in terms of reports that are being run. And I guess vendors that you guys are using, I think you did a really good job. I don't know how involved you were with that, or if that was your development team that came up with that, but how you guys are coming up quickly with that homeowner rate seemed to me to be a little different than I think the traditional homeowner carrier probably does it. Well, no, I appreciate that. And we, so I'm an actuary. I mean, I, you know, I was a quant yeah. nerd when I was at you know MIT and I'm an actuary at Liberty for a while, built homeowners and auto products there. So I, I do have some experience and I, I was, I was heavily involved in that. My our, my co-founder, who's the CTO, the wizardry that he built where you can just use those sliders and the price, we actually have to slow down the price because people don't, if you, if you move the slider and it moves instantly, it looks fake or something. So, you know, he had to right. intentionally slow it down. So it looks like it's, but anyway, the, the wizardry, he, I couldn't believe what he's done and he and the team have done to make that real. Now, of course, we have an amazing team of data scientists and actuaries on one hand and then, you know, software engineers on the other. I can't wait for you guys to see what this is going to look like in a year and two years. It's just going to keep improving. We're never, we, we want to blow this thing up every year and say, all right, that was awesome. But like, what's the 2022 version of this thing, you know, so I think it's just going to continue distancing itself, we hope, from the industry. Hey, Ty, I've got the most important question of the day. Were you or were you not at Duke during the Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley years? Were you there after those guys were there? I had just a very, uh, I, I was, I was right after that. I was, I was during the, um, <laughs> I was during the Grant Hill, some of the Grant Hill years. Okay. And uh, when Shashevsky had the, the back problems, it was not the most glorious moments of Duke basketball, unfortunately, when I was there. Well, yeah. I graduated in 96. So. Okay. 96. Yeah. You came in just after all of that, that was, in my opinion, probably the golden age of college basketball with the UNLV teams and the Duke teams and the Hurley and, and just all of them. Tony, what was his name? Uh, there was a kid that played on that team. from Tony LaFleur. Hill and then Tony yeah. Graham. Yeah. I played in the state tournament with him. He played at LaFleur High School. For those of you that don't know who he was, if you remember the shot that was heard around the world when Christian Leitner did the turnaround jump shot against Kentucky in the Final Four game, which a lot of people say is the greatest college basketball game of all time, Tony Hill was the one that hit the ground under the goal as soon as it went in. Did you remember that? It looked like he got shot with a gun. He just fell on the ground. 
Those memories and the kids that played back then, in my opinion, is the golden age of basketball back then. So that's pretty cool. No, it was amazing. And the, uh, the bench bonfires and all the fun to go with it. It was, it was the tent lines, you know. It was, yeah. it was really great. So. I, I tell you, a bucket list of mine is to go see a college basketball game at Cameron Indoor Stadium. Because I don't, yeah. I don't think there's anything like it in the U.S. in basketball. The heat in that place is just astounding. I don't know if they like got better air conditioning, yet, but like it was, uh, it was warm when I was there. Oh, I bet it was awesome. It was awesome. I bet. Well, man, I really do appreciate you being on here today, Bradley. You got anything else before we we let him go? Hi, if someone wants to inquire about openly, where do they go? Yeah, go to our website is the the best way. So openly.com. There's all kinds of ways to find your way. To signing up there, you can um, you know submit your information, and a member of our business development team can reach out and start the uh, process of figuring out if it's a if it's a good fit. And we we can be really fast, by the way. I mean, we're we do want to find good fits, but we can find them really quickly. So we're we're committed to doing that in low single digit days and sometimes hours. Well, guys, let me speak to our listeners that are listening to this right now. I don't know what y'all are doing, but if you're in the states he mentioned, I think you would be doing your agency a disservice if you did not take the time to check this out. I know that Bradley and I are both very excited to one day be able to sell the openly product. I realize that may be, there may be some time there, maybe six months, year, whatever it is. But I can tell you this, when it's available, we are going to sell the hell out of it because we feel very strongly, we are bullish, you know, on the openly product. I'm blown away by it. I know you are too, Bradley. And I hope you guys will take the time to go out there and check it out because it's so different. I've been calling you the XFL of the insurance industry. Remember the 30 for 30 that they did on the XFL on ESPN? And they talked about how the NFL was like everything the XFL did, the NFL was like, oh, that we would never do that. And then when the XFL went away, the NFL stole all their good stuff, like the, <laughs> the camera on the field and all the other stuff. I kind of feel like you're the XFL of the, of the homeowners. That openly is not going away. Oh, I know that. Yeah, with that <laughs> exception. I know you guys aren't going away. But uh, And I guess that would make uh, – would that make Ty Vince McMahon? That would. He's the Vince McMahon. He's the Vince <laughs> oh, I like where we're headed with this analogy. No, I, I'll say, too, uh, really appreciate that endorsement. That's that's awesome. And I also want to thank, you know, all the agents out there who are, who are working us with, right, with us right now. It just – this couldn't – happen without you all you can i hope you see that we're making a huge bet on this channel and uh so far it's paying off and it's just been amazing so thank you awesome guys you are listening to the insurance guys podcast and as i end every episode rewards come from action not discussion get your ass out from behind that desk today and go out into the big bad world build relationships make money for your family for your wife for your husband for your kids college fund for your parents who are struggling out there Write good business for the agencies that you represent and write good business for the companies that you represent. Bradley Flowers, I love you. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Ty. Guys, you are listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. We'll see you back here real soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Insurance Guys podcast. If you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with Scott, you can always reach me at theinsuranceguyonline.com or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of The Insurance Guys. 
Take care.